0: So as I, uh, when I sought the Lord about, you know, what he might want to say today, uh, he he brought to my heart a scripture verse, uh, a short passage of scripture that, in fact, was probably one of the very first things I ever memorized 23 years ago when I started following the Lord. And it turns out today's talk is very, very much um, how and where the Lord is ministering to me and to my heart. Um, these days taking me into much deeper depths of him of Jesus and of trusting in him which is my pathway our pathway to incredible joy and peace and hope which God knows I need so much more so today I really am sharing with you um, you know where I am at and where he's really ministering to me So what is this verse that he brought to my mind that I memorized 23 years ago, and and I've heard so many times since then it's almost lost its meaning um, due to just familiarity, and that is Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, that says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will make your path straight. But when I heard it, when I heard him just kind of say that to me, it wasn't, it was like this. It was, "Tomorrow, with all your heart. With all your heart. It was just as though he was just, you know, saying, you're pretty good at trusting me with a couple things. A couple things here or there. And, and with those things that you trust me with, like you have peace, you have joy, you have hope. But there's so many things that you don't. And you know that because that's where you find yourself anxious and worried and distracted and despaired. And and instead of your path being, you know, like this, it's like this. And so he was saying, it's time with all your heart, with all your heart. Trusted the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding, but acknowledge Him, submit to Him, as some um, translations say, and He will make your path straight. So I just want you to take a moment right now to just ask the Holy Spirit and just check in with the Lord, check in with the Holy Spirit to see perhaps what part of your life, what precious part of your heart that you might need a trust fall with God today. What part or what parts that are precious to you, that you're gripping onto so tightly, that you're leaning on your own understanding with, that is causing you anxiety, worry, despair, distraction, and you need a trust fall with him today. A trust fall. Something that most of us have done most of us had done as kids, and it's funny. I knew, I knew, like before last Sunday, that I was that this trust fall concept was going to be part of my talk today. And later, um, later after church last Sunday, I was wrestling around with my ten-year-old nephew, and he um, he kind of lost his balance and he almost fell, and I caught him and. Immediately, he, he decided, Oh, I want to do a trust fall. Just made him think of that kind of exhilarating feeling of doing a trust fall, which is so cool because that to me was just in my heart. I knew that was God's way of confirming, like, Yeah, this is this is kind of just like a concept I want to, you know, do bring forward to illustrate what I'd like to say. So, so anyway, my, my nephew right away he just like stands up and he's, he's like, Catch me! And so, like, I caught him, but I, I caught him a little bit lower than I think he's used to. And, uh, and you could tell he was like, a little bit like, surprised, but pleasantly surprised. Because it was, it was kind of exhilarating for him. And so then he wanted to do it again. And so he's, he's standing there uh, waiting to be trust fall. And I just gave him a little warning. I said, OK, this time I'm going to let you fall just a little bit further. And then he stopped. And he goes, he goes don't drop me. <laughs> I said, I'm not going to drop you. I'm just going to let you fall a little bit further so you could like, you know, really experience it. And he goes, he goes, don't drop me. He goes, if you drop me, you owe me 1000 bucks." Deal. You owe me a 1000 bucks if you drop me. Deal. And, and I'm thinking, I can't make that deal with this kid because he's savvy. And if I do, I, I know he's going to probably figure out a way for me to not be able to catch him. And then, and then it's going to be an argument as to whether or not I owe my 10-year-old nephew $1,000 or not. So I said, I said, no deal, but you're just going to have to trust me. Whew, brave little boy. So he's holding on. And then he just lets go. And I let him fall till like, You know, he's like this far off the ground, and I catch him. Wow, what an awesome, exhilarating, fun experience for him because he just really trusted me, and he let himself just go. He just let go. You know, I just feel like the Lord, like Jesus, is just wanting to say to us, like in these areas of our lives that we're still holding on to so tightly, that we're worried about, despairing about, or just distracted about, just saying, take my hand my head. It's me. It's me, Jesus Christ. The hope of glory. You want to see glory in your life. We need to see glory in our lives in certain areas. We need to see glory in this world right now in a big, big way. And he's saying, it's me, Jesus, the one who brings glory, the hope of glory. I want to show you my glory. Imagine that. He desires to show you his glory, how glorious he is. And so he's saying, come do a trust fall with me. What is on the other side of that? What is on the other side of that level of trust with all your heart? Power, power. And I don't know about you, but when I'm filled with joy and I'm filled with peace, like when I'm at peace and I know where my hope lies, I am powerful in him. Like nothing stops me from being all of who he's made me to be in him. That's where I want to be. When I'm I'm riddled around with like anxiety, when I'm like leaning on my own understanding, when I'm just thinking about what I know and what I see as being possible, oh, I'm just like, I'm just oppressed. It's just like my hands are tied. I'm not living and I certainly don't have an abundance of any good thing to flow out to others. So we know that we are filled with joy, peace, and hope when we are trusting in him wholeheartedly. So how do we do this? How is it that we get, how is it that we cross this bridge into that place of total and utter trust with him? Um, and again, this is me, this is me on my journey figuring this out. If anybody who knows me well, they know that that a thorn in my side is worry is anxiety. My default is not to trust. And so it's become like this thing that I desire so much because I know how good it could be. So I'm trusting that God will will use my pain and turn it into gold. Maybe I'll figure this thing out so well with the Lord that this will be my greatest triumph. So that's why I'm so passionate about trust because I know how much it sucks and how much it's, how suffering it is when you don't. So how do we get to this place? So the Lord's been bringing me to, bringing me to this concept of, of just total and utter abandonment, abandonment of my, of my needs, my wants, my fears, and expectations, not because he doesn't care about them, not because he doesn't want me to, to tell him all about them and bring them all to his feet, but he wants me to come bring everything to him, everything that is near and dear and important to me everything that i want bring it to him and abandon it at his feet trust him completely with it and then in return receive the pearl of great price and that is him and him alone because and this is i think really really central to to the message today actually the lord was really speaking to my heart this morning about this he just wants us to know something he wants you to know something that those, that place, that care you have in your heart that you're bringing to him, he wants to say to you today that it is in him that all things are possible. And I think some of us need to remember that today when we consider, when we, when we're looking through our just our own eyes and thinking from our own abilities what is possible, it's a really hopeless place. But he he wants to remind you today in the thing that or the things that 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 are near and dear to your heart, that you know that that there's anxieties around, he's wanting to say to those very things right now to you, in me, all things are possible. And that's where he wants you to fix your hope on right now. To Consider all of who he is and all that he can do and all he wants to do and all he's gonna do on him, on him. So this concept of abandonment, I just wanna read a little passage from a book called Experiencing the Depths of Jesus Christ by Jeanne Guyon, And uh, this was written in the end of the 17th century in France by a woman. It was near heretical at the time. I mean, she was, she was imprisoned <laughs> for her work um, because, because she was introducing this concept of just unfathomable depths and relationship and intimacy with Jesus Christ to the abandonment of all else because that is where our power lies. So again, this is just speaking to me right now. You, you, you check in with the Holy Spirit, to see if this applies to you, but this is just my journey. She speaks of abandonment as a matter of the greatest importance if you are to make progress in knowing your Lord. Abandonment is, in fact, the key to the inner court, the key to the fathomless depths, the key to the inward spiritual life. It's casting off all your cares, dropping all your needs and and i would say to him into his capable hands the lord himself has said take no thought for tomorrow for your heavenly father knows that you have need of all these things again the scripture says in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths proverbs 3 6 commit your works unto the lord and your thoughts shall be established Again, commit your ways to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he, he will bring it to pass. Oh, there's so much out of our control. And when we just consider our needs and our future and our wants based on what is in our control, hopelessness. But what about what is capable in his hands? All things. You must come to the Lord and there engage in giving up all your concerns, All your concerns go into the hand of God. You practice it daily, hourly, and by the moment. It's practiced continually by losing your own will and the will of him by plunging your will into the depths of his. They are to be lost forever. Anyway, good book, really good book if your journey is to get deeper and deeper and deeper into the depths of Jesus. And so why do we do this? I tell you. The person who knows their why can do any how. She who knows her why can do any how. He who knows his why can do any how. So why do we do this? Because that's where the fruit is. When we are grafted completely into him and living and moving and having our being in and through him, naturally, fruit just grows. There's no try in it. There's no, okay, I'm just going to try to be more loving, have more joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, the fruit of the Spirit. There's no try. There's no strive. That's just what naturally grows when you're grafted completely and utterly in Him. So the aim is not, I'm going to be more loving, more joyful, I'm going to be more peaceful, I'm going to be more self-controlled. Yeah, try that one on your own strength aim is more of him sinking into the depths of Jesus Christ, abandoning all else that distracts you and holds you for him, the pearl of great price. And so what can we expect when we get there? What can we expect in this space then? Where utterly and wholeheartedly and abandon ourselves into him. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I don't know about a lot of things. I don't know what the timeline of things are gonna be, what the journey is gonna look like, even the outcome. I don't know what exactly he's gonna do and how, but I do know one thing. And again, here's another central point of, of what I think he'd like to say or what he's saying to me. He, I do know one thing for sure, is that he is gonna be with you. He is gonna be with you. No matter where you go, where he brings you, the circumstances he allows, the pains, the sufferings, the joys, the gifts, he will be right there with you. And with that, in essence, that's really all that we need. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The Lord said this to Joshua before he crossed the River Jordan. To, to take the promised land. This is; These were the final words of Jesus himself to his disciples. Um, so after he was crucified and died and rose again, before he ascended back into heaven, he said to his disciples when he gave them the great commission, when he said, you know, go into all the world and spread the good news about me, teach them everything I've taught you, he said, and surely I am with you until the very end of the age. Because that is all we need at the end of the day just think about it no matter where you go or what you're doing if you're by your side if someone is by your side who is there for you who you can trust who is strong and capable of all things we fear no evil though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death I fear no evil for you are with me I just want you to take a moment for a second here to consider. Consider your past journey with the Lord. Consider your past journey in life. Has he been with you? Has he been there? When you consider the tough times, the good times, the uncertain times, the needs. Has he been there? The best indicator of the future is the past. Has he been there for you? I know he's been there for me. Is he there with me now? Is he here with me in this present time, in this present space? Yeah, he totally is. And so therefore, when I look into my future, when I look into my tomorrow, I can know he's there. When you look into your tomorrow, do you see him there? Or do you see yourself as an orphan, alone, trying to figure it out on your own, based on your own understanding? Because that needs to be rewired. He's been there all along, he's here now. He's there with you in your tomorrow, no matter what he allows it to be. Because we are his very, very own special possession. 1 Peter 2 9 says, we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. And why? Again, he wants to show you his glory. He wants his glory to shine through you and your life. Because he wants it to be your life, and you yourself proclaims the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light because that's how he spreads his church. That's how, that's how he builds his kingdom. That's how he built his family, through you and through me, through us shining his excellencies, his glory. Matthew 10, 28, 31 says, Are not two sparrows sold for a cent? Luke four twenty four says, Are not five sparrows sold for two cents? And yet not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father. Not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father. He is sovereign over our lives. Yes, we do have troubles. Yes, we shall have troubles, but he is sovereign. Not one, not even the very sparrows themselves fall to the ground apart from the father. Even the hairs of your head are all counted. So do not fear, for you are more valuable than a great number of sparrows. This scripture verse reminds me of, of a couple of interesting characteristics of Jesus's ministering time on earth. We know that Jesus, the end of his ministry, he was crucified, he, was, he did become the sacrifice for our sins. He was eventually arrested and crucified. He died for our sins, he did rise again, and he ascended into heaven. But throughout his ministry, do you know that there was multiple times, multiple times, where people who wished to arrest him attempted to do so, multiple times where, um, where the leaders, the authorities of the day, wished to seize him, arrest him, even kill him. We see him in multiple different public places, teaching um, in public places. And, and it just seemed like no matter how many times people tried to seize him or arrest him, or kill him, he, he just slipped out of the grass. Why? Because the Father was sovereign over every aspect of his life. Every aspect of his life. So, um, so this is Jesus teaching at the Festival of Tabernacles. So some of the people of Jerusalem began to ask, isn't this the man they are trying to kill? Here he is speaking publicly and they are not saying a word to him. Have the authorities really concluded that he is the Messiah? But we know where this man is from. When the Messiah comes, no one will know where he is from. Then Jesus, still teaching in the temple courts, cried out, Yes, you know me, and you know where I am from. I am not here on my own authority, but he who sent me is true. You do not know him, but I know him because I am from him, and he sent me. At this they tried to seize him, but no one laid a hand on him because his hour had not yet come. And then again we see that the temple guards you know, were sent out to try and arrest him, but his hour had not yet come. The Father was sovereign over every aspect of his life. We see again at the Festival of Dedication, again, Jewish opponents picked up stones to try and stone him. But Jesus said, I have shown you many good works from the Father, for which of these do you stone me? We're not stoning you for any good work, but for blasphemy, because you and your man claim to be God. Again, they tried to seize him, but he escaped their grasp when I just, just look at Jesus' ministry, it's, it's comforting to me to know that the Lord, he, he's orchestrating my path. He's orchestrating all things. Yes, even my sufferings. Jesus is our example in trust falling with God, in trust falling with our whole heart. I mean, look at the fact that Jesus himself, he, he took himself out of his place in the spiritual realm, and he came to this earth as a baby. As a baby. A helpless baby born to a, an unwed young girl in the lowest socioeconomic status in a time where he, they were being oppressed and overruled by the Romans at the time. Born in a barn. He could have died of a disease. He came as a baby. Talk about a trust wall. Talk about a trust fall completely into the father's hands trusting god for every aspect of his life and then we look at him in the garden of gethsemane fast forward to the end of his ministry and i'm just going to cover just a couple of things of uh, how jesus exemplifies this trust fall with the father in the garden of gethsemane and then again during his arrest and trial so so now jesus hour has it's time, the arrest is going to come, the crucifixion, it's, it's time, his hour has come. And he knows that. And he's in the guard, in a garden, a place where he spent lots of time praying to the Father, praying, spending time with the Father. And he's pouring out his heart. He's saying, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Because he knows what's about to come. And, it's, and he's fully human. And he's overwhelmed by this and being in this place. And he says, my Father, if it's possible, may this cup be taken from me. I love just his honesty there. He's just so honest with the Father. This is how I'm feeling. This is what I would kind of like. This is what I feel I need. And then he says, yet not as I will, but as you will. Trust falls. He just lets go and said, Father, you, you know how I'm feeling. You know where I'm at. You see my humanness right now. You see my weakness. But I commit myself to you. Not my will, your will. And then he rises up in power from that place. He rises up in power from that place. He is now with his a few of his disciples, including Peter. He comes down away from his place of praying and now approaches the team that is going to come arrest him the person one of his disciples judas who betrays him pharisee leaders and the roman soldiers who come to arrest him it is his time and he's just trust falling with the father um peter who hasn't you know who's not who's very concerned and it hasn't really had that trust falls like okay god's in control this is part of the deal peter takes a sword and he actually in trying to defend jesus or protect jesus slices off the ear of one of the Roman soldiers. And Jesus then proceeds to heal that ear, and he says this. He says, do you think I cannot call on my father? And he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels. Just rises in power. 12 legions of angels. So he's seen this in the presence of Roman guards who would have understood what a legion meant. Roman soldiers, one, one legion of Roman soldiers meant 6,000 soldiers. And so Jesus is standing there, about to be arrested because his hour has come, and Peter is freaking out. He's saying in front of these soldiers, too, do you not think my father can at once put at my disposal more than 72,000 angels? Because 12 times... Fast forward a little bit more towards, um, um, so now he's on trial. He's in the process of, of being on trial before being crucified. And he's in front of Pilate. He's the commander of the day. He's the one who had the power to sentence Jesus to death or to set him free. And Pilate is questioning him. He's saying, Jesus, like, are you who they say you are? Like, Are you, are you the king of the Jews? Like, Who are you? Talk to me here. Like, Tell me what's going on. And Jesus is saying, no. Nah. He's trust-falling at this point. He's just totally trust-falling at this point. And Pilate, a little bit frustrated, I guess, says, like, don't you know? Like, I am the one. I have the power to either set you free or to have you crucified. And then Jesus says something. He says, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Do not fear man. Fear God. No one has power over over you if it were not given to them from above. We're his kids. We're his kids. More trustful examples from Jesus. He's on the cross. Now he's on the cross. And he has this moment. See, Jesus and the Father were just, they were one. Jesus and the Father and the Father in him, just as we are invited to be one. With them, And so the, in, the relationship between the two of them was were, were so very, very intimate. There was no separation. Jesus did what the Father was doing. Jesus said what the Father was saying. The, the, the relationship, there was no separation, total intimacy. But there's this moment on the cross where Jesus doesn't feel the presence of God. Have you ever been there? Just a few times, hey? Have you ever been there where you desperately need to feel the comforting, enveloping presence of God, and you don't. Jesus knows how you feel. He's been there. Because in that moment, we hear him say, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? Again, he just pours out his heart. And then he trust falls. I can't feel you but into your hands, he says, I commit my spirit, and I trust all And as we know, three days later, after he died, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. Jesus is such an example to us of what he invites us to come to him with. Every day, every moment, every hour, share your heart. Share what is important to you what your needs are you are his kid he wants to hear it all give your prayers give your supplications ask him for all things but don't let those things block you between you and him the pearl of great price leave it to him and then take up the pearl of great price trust fall into his arms because we know as it says in romans eight twenty eight, we know that he is working out all things all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose he's working out all things for good and we know according to ephesians three twenty, that he is able to do far more abundantly beyond what you can even ask or think anyway so why lean on your own understanding it's so limited he's and wants to do far more abundantly beyond. He wants to show you his glory. He wants you to be a masterpiece of his glory so that your light shines in such a way that proclaim his excellencies because that's how the kingdom of God grows. That's how the kingdom of God grows. So how about you? I want to just take a moment right now and think about the times when you have done a trust fall with the Lord. Think of the times in the past where you've taken that step of faith, where you've just trusted him. Just taken that step of faith. Think about those times. Father, bring bring to our hearts, bring to our memories the times where we put ourselves in your hands. Where we trusted you enough take a leap. we put our cares into your capable hands, remind us of how you came through for us. Remind us of how you were there for us. Remind us of how we got to see your glory because we did the trust fall. We got to experience the exhilaration of you catching us. some time in that narrative. Let that give you courage. Let that fill you up to be able to trust him enough today. With the current cares of your heart. That he's wanting you to hand over to him because he's wanting all your heart. He's wanting all your heart so that he can just make your path straight. God is pretty straight when I'm filled with utter assurance that he wants to do amazing things, amazing things.